and welcome back to another Next Lander podcast. Alex Navarro, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm getting on. I know you're getting on. We're all getting on. Brad Shoemaker, how are you getting on? Getting on in years? Is that what you're saying? In every respect, I assume. Hey, you know, I'm just getting along. I'm getting on. I'm just, you know, rambling my way through life. That's a different podcast. I know, but I'm going to do a little bit of it here. I got to watch cast what you say on here. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some might say there's never been a better podcast. There's, we do a lot of podcasts. Planorama. <laughs> Q&A. Yeah. Uh, after, after this, I plan to eat some lunch casts. There you go. Know, there you, you go. Guys. The lunch cast. That's a... Uh, oh, God. Yes, the anti-misophonia fucking podcast where uh-huh. all we do is eat. We just, don't say anything. Just attach the word cast to any and every word in the language. Uh, how about my Wi-Fi seems to be downcast? Mm, I don't know. Okay. Uh, down, downcast is taken already. Okay. Sorry, upcast yeah, come up with something. That's okay, probably right. also taken. Left sure. cast, right cast, center cast. It's all <laughs> it's all casted. Uh, I don't know why. We just found out as we were going to start this podcast that my Wi-Fi seems to be down within the mm. house. That's not cool. Mm. I'm getting jammed, and you know what that could mean? A signal. What is it? What's the line? A signal. Block can mean only one Are you thing. Being shadow a, a, a communications yes. breakdown can mean only one thing. <laughs> Invasion. Invasion. Uh, I gotta go check my access points. Check your access points, Caravella. Check your mm-hmm. APs. Uh, that's what, not gonna be a fun one. What are you, what are you, you running that? Con- what are you running that controller on? You know what I'm running that controller on. I don't know. Ubiquity. That's the ubiquity controller. Yes. Um. Uh, yeah, I gotta go see what's up. I mean, listen, the uptime on that thing has been years, so I, I, I gotta go. It's one of those ones I have to go see where I have it installed. If I have it installed somewhere currently, good luck. It's full of spiders. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean the software at least. Yeah, I need that's to what go, I meant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I need to go see where that thing. And it's gonna ask me for a login and be like, "Hell, Chewbacca, I don't, I don't remember." I, you know what? I, you can, you can. I've had to do this. You can edit that database directly to replace the password if you absolutely. <laughs> desperately need to get into that thing i do only the most secure uh yeah uh yeah i'll go check that out soon uh you know the nice thing hey the nice thing is most of my stuff is wired here the only thing that's wireless are the like tablets in this house i think that's the only thing that's wireless even all the let's call them iot's Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. iot my internet of things is mostly wired trying to think if there's anything wireless hmm I I have gone out of my way, let's say, to not have like dryers and refrigerators, blenders, toothbrushes, or anything like that connect to the Y. Everything wants to come with it, and I feel like now you have to, uh, if you really oh, want yeah. something without some kind of wireless transmission, Bluetooth, or Wi-Fi, or otherwise, you kind of have to go out of your way. I think my kid's toothbrush just came with Bluetooth, and I was like, I don't need, I really don't need Bluetooth. On what is it even connecting to and for? It's an app. Some, this weird. There was a report, like, literally yesterday about adoption of smart appliances by consumers. Is it down? Is it low? Appliance makers say that 50% of customers will not connect the smart on their appliances. They shouldn't. You know, listen, if it benefits you and you're okay with that, that's fine. But I think about, A, for me personally, this is a personal thing, so don't get up in arms. It's okay. I usually don't need what they're offering. And B, I don't need the, uh, that anonymous data collected. I know it's probably anonymous, but you don't need to know how many times somebody, America opens a fridge or it's like. It's never anonymous enough is the thing. <laughs> it's, it's probably fine, but like. 
it's we're okay. It's just it's more stuff of, for the AI to sift through eventually. It's one of the nice things about a pie hold. It's not even ad blocking. It blocks data collection and tracking stuff like that. You know what? That's. I wonder if my pie hole is down. Hmm. That maybe, could be it. You, yeah. you got spiders in your pie hole. <laughs> could be. Like maybe maybe my pie hole went down. Uh, possible. You know what that means? This is just an argument for running a second pie hole. <laughs> you don't want two pie holes. That's a that's a, that's like a nightmare. Put that one in your pie hole, like, <laughs> no, like I do. Put it in your. You have a redundant pie hole. Hell yeah. Oh man. Dude, you don't want single point of DNS failure. Come well, on. apparently maybe I maybe I need a second pie hole. Well, I don't know what happened. Maybe my uh, Proxmox server uh, crapped the bed and. Uh, the pie hole is cluttered up. Uh, that's a great point. Cause I do put a lot of my wireless stuff on the pie hole. My wired stuff. I do not because, um, um, too many game services I found sometimes get weird with some of the pie hole stuff. I don't feel like managing it, but on the phones, that's fine. My yeah. internet of things, pie hole, my internet of Vinny, no pie hole, pie hole list. Anyway, if people don't know what a pie hole was is. Is it still just a pie hole? Or other people like branch out. There's other options. You okay. Need, you, yeah, you, like yeah, it's a like, DNS like, sync. Um, what do you mean? Like a black hole? It's basically so you can route oh, garbage yes. calls. Yeah, it it just it just has a block list of you know malicious ads and data collection and tracking stuff. Yeah. Like for example, if your TV is collecting your watch history and reporting it, yeah, it stops things like that from going through. Um. We've got a fun show today. We're going to talk about Forspoken, that SteamWorld build demo, and some catching up on some other stuff like Subnautica's VR. There's never been a better time to go underwater in VR. Then we'll have the news and whatnot. But first, let's jump right into the games here. We've got a big, re- maybe, um, hmm. I'm going to call this the first AAA release of uh, 2023. That, sure. seems, that yeah. seems fair. That seems fair and not necessarily just subjective. I'm not saying yeah. that sarcastically. Definitely, definitely a triple A quantity of discourse taking place. Yeah, uh, we're talking about, of course, Forspoken, uh, out now on the PlayStation and PC. Seventy dollars, no matter where you want to party over mm-hmm. there. Um, for you will give Square Enix seventy dollars, or you will fuck off. Uh, yeah, and that's going to be your choice whether you want to fuck Man. off or not. Um, but- I'm not even being more cussy than the protagonist in that game. She's a very cussy protagonist. Square Enix is all about player choice. You can fuck off or not. Yeah. More like Forswearing. Uh, th- it sounds like something that would be in the game, at least. Yeah. Uh, Forspoken. I- you've probably seen it uh, uh, previewed, demoed. Um, parodied. Seen, <laughs> maybe parodied by this point. It was, lot, on. it was in a lot of PlayStation press conferences stuff or lead up, whatever you want to call them. Uh, shows. Um Okay, the rundown is it is this woman from New York City who gets magically teleported into the kingdom of, help me out here, Aether? Aethia? Aethia. She's got a, a charmed van brace slash bracer slash cuff that Hang also. On. Yes. Hang on. Uh huh. Do they use the term van brace? He, he would does. like to be called okay. Van Brace. It's, that's how okay. it self identifies. Yes. Okay. I don't know if I've ever seen that word outside of World of Warcraft before. <laughs> It's kind of the running gag with the okay. van, with the the cuff. She, uh, she calls it a cuff. Uh, the the van brace wants to be called a van brace. What's the what's the name of it? Does it have a name? 
It does, I mean, I haven't Cuffy? gotten to a I haven't gotten to a place where it has an actual name yet. Uh, so uh, uh, that the the, the Stephen Merchant esque sounding uh, uh, cuff slash non union equivalent <laughs> is uh, is there. Uh, you probably, if you've been following the hubbub, it's probably because you have heard about the dialogue in this game. So let's just talk about that out of the gate here. I've played not as many hours as you, Alex. You yeah. played a bunch more. I got back kind of back to where I because I saw a preview of this game back in December, uh, and they let me play through three chapters of it. Uh, conspicuously, the first chapter was not one of them. Uh, and I got back to pretty close to where I was when I left off in that demo. Okay. I, I'm not that far in. I battled the dragon a bunch and then ran to the next town, uh, was put on trial, broke out of jail, and now uh-huh. I'm kind of running around that town. Oh, you met the, you met the council of cool ass costumes. Yeah. Then. I met the council. Okay. So the dialogue. I don't find it uh, annoying, but I don't like it. Like I'm, I'm not up in arms about yeah. it, uh, but like it's. I, I it's, genuinely am a little mystified by the severity to which people are reacting to this, and I know that we live in deeply anti-cringe times. Which, sure, I get it, but it's pretty cringe. It's bad. Like the stuff they showed in that initial trailer that was like the narrator voice of the main character, like doing those lines, but again, and in a much more annoying advertising way, Uh that shit was very off putting (laughs) and I get it. But in the game, while I don't think Frey, who is the main character is a particularly inventive or deep character. And I don't think a lot of the dialogue is particularly good. I wouldn't say that it is that much worse than a lot of other snarky video game dialogue I have seen in the recent decades. Yeah, yeah I think there's just a lot of snark fatigue at this yeah. point. And I get that. My my biggest complaint about the dialogue is the sniping between uh, uh, the Cuff, Van Brace, whatever, and Frey back and forth, at least where I'm at in the game. They just kind of keep going at it uh, like a annoying roommate or couple in a way that you're like, I don't want to be around you just... Yeah. Just stop with the one, like, stop with the retorts and the lines and the, the whole thing. That's the most annoying part. I think it's annoying specifically because in that kind of back and forth, you really need to I at least have some affection for one of the two people that are doing the sniping. Mm-hmm. And there's no real good side to take there. Like, the Van Brace is annoying in its own very generically British way. <laughs> and Frey is annoying in a way that is just, like, generic snarky protagonist kind of way and man because the thing is as 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 corny as the dialogue is and and generally not very good i don't think the game part is that bad though it also feels maybe a little bit underbaked and generic in some ways as well yeah so the actual gameplay that i've gotten up to so far and i've seen where it goes from the stuff you showed previously and it played through um, you know, it's, uh, to me, it feels a little mashy, even, even in the dodging parts feels a little mashy, like the, yeah. trying to time your dodges and stuff like that. Uh, but I saw you get a little more tactical and switching later on. So I'm sure I will get up to that as I get more, but you're basically, you, you're you ca- more spells and abilities. Yeah. yeah like there, there are different tactics you can take in battle. Um, you know, you're, you're kind of launching magic, uh, uh, from a distance at 
I don't know, carry, enemy. you're fighting enemies, launching magic at them, uh, switching up spells to uh, using the right trigger and right bumper versus uh, offensive spells and defensive spells on the left trigger, left bumper. This like support kind of spells. Support yeah. cells, yeah. Uh, and you've got some traversal magic, which the traversal in you the mean game your magic parkour, please yes. use the, use the official branded terminology. This is magic parkour, uh, your magic parkour, which doesn't feel as tight as maybe it wants to be. It feels a little clunky no. here and there in a world where Assassin's Creed games have basically gotten to the point where you can just climb on everything with like very little friction. And even like some other knockoff games have gotten pretty good about making that stuff be pretty frictionless. It's bouncy in a way that doesn't quite feel right sometimes. Yeah, or like runs out in a way, or like you can't scale certain things that maybe you think you should, or the uh, or the way you scale them feels yeah. like it's it's doing the opposite of what you think it's going to do. <laughs> yeah, and I can't sometimes can't tell if you're you're limiting me because you don't want me to climb this thing, or I'm doing the parkour wrong or incorrectly, or need to find something. The game, the game does have points where. It feels like an open world game, but is not. There are certain points where even in the story narrative where it's like, hey, I've got to go find this thing. And if you turn left, it'll be like you're leaving the story. You're, you're leaving the bounds of this world or the mission. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just exploring two feet over to the left. I know. Like, knock it off. It's it feels like someone at Square Enix got a wild hair up their ass that they absolutely needed to have their version of a Western giant open world game. And I think it's doing some of the things that, you know, the better games in that genre, it's doing some of those things like close to as well, but nothing feels like it's really hitting on all yeah. cylinders. And the open world itself, at least in the, the limited experience I've had with it so far, does not feel like it is a thing that I really want to spend a lot of time exploring. Like the stuff that I've found peppering kind of the you know the objectives around the map and stuff none of it has been particularly compelling so far and granted i'm only like four hours into this game it's not like i'm i'm deep deep into it mm. but the thing is that four hours is achingly slow and it's the first really two long. hours especially are rough that, that everything you just said is kind of the vibe i had coming away from the demo two three three months ago two mm -hmm. months ago now like, I thought the game looked pretty promising, and then that demo really sort of brought my expectations down to earth pretty hard. That demo was considerably worse than what I played in that preview build, because I think not having any context for the story, the spells, anything that you're headed that's going on there, just dropping into that open world and be like, I don't know, run around and shoot some stuff, is really not a compelling pitch for that game at all. And, you know, I'm not saying that having all that stuff there makes it great. But at least you understand the context for it, and it gives you, like, some real, you know, like, there's there's actually some structure to it. Unstructured, that game is just run around, open environment, shoot stuff. Yeah, and uh, like you said, the beginning of that game, it takes a while to get moving with some, I that don't know. That New York chapter, holy shit, it's dude. real slow, and it's like. It's it is just bad. It's like bad. It's like real cliche stuff just like dumped on you over and over like troubled young uh, um 
adolescent. I'm not even sure how old Faye. They 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 intentionally they leave say Frey ye- is 21. When oh, she's 21. in court, they say she's 21. They leave years off a bunch of of uh, documents because I was trying to place where this thing takes place, but yeah. they, I, I assume currently. So yeah, young adult that is troubled but super smart. You know, in and out of the system because uh, she's a mysterious orphan found in the, uh, um, the Holland Tunnel. Holland Tunnel, which is why her last name is and Holland. Frey Holland. And uh, in and out of the court system, it's around the holidays, but she's she's smart and she's just, if she could just get out, she could just get out and start again. She's been saving up money. She wants uh, to she, get out of New York and just start a new life somewhere. She's doing bad things just so she could save up and, and start again, but that all takes a turn for the worse because she loses her money that she saved up and is basically also left has, with nothing. Has also run afoul of a gang that I will charitably describe as the gang you see in a Christian video about, like, <laughs> Uh, not doing drugs and finding Jesus. Like yeah. that level of fucking cliche, horrible it's, fucking gang portrayal. So probably the there are two things in this game that just, I wouldn't say are, are showstoppers, but are grading for me. One is, I don't want people to come away from this game and think that this is like, oh, the, well, this character's from New York. That's why they must talk like this. That is... No. No. <laughs> Please don't, uh, because like the swearing and the like, what does she call the br- the people in New York in this game talk like people on Fo- who watch Fox News think people who live in New York talk like. Yeah. That's what the gang people talk like. <laughs> yeah, um, and the other thing are the menus. I just, I just don't like this fish eyes or the uh, uh, the the weird distortion stuff in the menus. Yeah, but- it's not great. Like the menu design is pretty bad overall. Yeah. So those are the two things that I've been kind of grading against. Yeah. Uh, and so it might not even be the dialogue. It just might be the affect that, uh, yeah. that Faye has, which is Frey, Faye, Frey, 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 Frey. Um, which is, you know, there, there's this thing going on in the world, in the, in the fantasy world, which is this corruption. The and break. She, she calls it the break, but there's this while there where she keeps calling it like, uh, oh man, this break shit. You know, and yeah. then like, you know, just like, oh, oh, what the fuck? Oh, the break shit. And like, it's just like, you know, really missed opportunity there to not call it the break stuff and have break stuff by fucking Limp Bizkit start playing. But like that kind of it's thing. It's just and, one of those days, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and then it's like the kind of dialogue, which could be funny is like another character in that world is like, but you have sub- you have survived the break shit. And she's like, oh, no, you could just call it the break, you know, like that kind of back and forth, which could be funny given some opportunity but it's overdone it's just it's yes. just constant and here the thing that is kind of bothering me about this is that there is like a fairly detailed and i think potentially intriguing world that they have built with athia and sort of what's going on there generic like corruption thing aside because every fucking video game does that now like, the actual world itself, the story of, like, the four Tantas, who are, like, the four, like, super queens that kind of run this 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 kingdom, all that stuff, like, there is a nugget of something there that I think could be pretty interesting. The problem is, and I, I, I there's a very good blog post by a good friend of ours, uh, oh. Austin Walker. Oh, damn it, you beat me to it, because I've got it open. I wanted to mention it before we yeah. move on from this, because I think his thesis is pretty sound here, but go on. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to agree with his assessment, which is to say that the level of frivolity and and dismissal that Frey kind of treats everything with, I think kind of sucks the air out of some of that stuff. It's like what he's arguing here. So he wrote this piece on clockworkworlds.com, and I think think he really I think that's his blog. Um, Is it? 
I think that's just his that, blog. Does he have a blog? And I, I believe he has a blog. He has not used it in a while. Oh, you're totally right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't click outside the article to realize this wasn't somebody else's site. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, like the, his, the basic argument he's making is that this kind of irreverence undermines the setting itself, the world, like the, 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 the fiction, the drama, like everything that the story is trying to do is like the rug is pulled out from under it by the fact that the characters themselves taking part in the story don't seem to take it that seriously. Like the, the quotes, the two, there are two, two short quotes here that really stood out for me. Like he compares some of the writing in Forspoken to some stuff from the most recent uh, Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. and basically says like these, basically he, he says the reason these lines miss for me is they feel ashamed of the world that the lines are being spoken in. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and then later on he says, it's not so much that the writing is cringe, it's that Frey herself is cringing, and by proxy, there's a sense that the writers are doing the same. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it is, you know? It's like, if the participants in the story are kind of, have a lack of seriousness about what's going on, then it's like, it kind of can make it hard to get invested yourself. Yeah. You know? Like, sincerity. <laughs> it's time for sincerity to make a comeback. I don't know. I Yeah, and I'd like, it's not that I think it needs to be, like, achingly sincere, either. I think a little bit of irreverence goes a long way, especially these days, and it's just, it's overbearing, and it just doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel like she's a person. She feels like a quip machine. Yeah, and, like, it kind of goes to, I mean, it kind of just goes to the, the current style of that sort of writing, which, for, for a decade or more now, has always felt like it's in dialogue, like the characters and the dialogue are in dialogue with the viewer, not with the other characters in the scene. Yeah, it's like you some know, like duck-a-muck all, shit where, like, you can literally feel the screenwriter talking like, to you. Right, like, it, it feels like the jokes are all winking and nodding at you, the viewer, whereas, like, I don't know, I mean, you compare, like, the, like the humor in, like, the original Star Wars or something like it's like when Han Solo does something funny it's just because that's part of the kind of scoundrel that he is you know it's not like here is this kind of like we're not walking right up to the fourth wall and tapping on it by making these jokes these are just how these characters relate to each other and I mean that's maybe kind of a ham-handed example it's just the first one that came to mind but But you know what it's it's not a bad example to draw because in that there's also that line from one of the recent star wars movies i don't remember which one but like the the fly now they fly now i was just thinking of that with this stuff it's very much they fly now the the game right yeah right like like kind of you you want everything that is being said and done by characters to holistically roll up into building building world and drama and stuff right like yeah like this sort of stuff just takes you out of it sometimes and and i'm like I, I very much agree with at least half of that statement from Austin, which is, you know, sucking the wind out of the universe, like building the universe. Like the stakes aren't there. It, when yeah. you're just undermining everything, the stakes don't feel there. I do think some of the some of the writing is actually kind of, you know, ugh, uh, and not yeah. just the reaction to it. It's but it does suck all of the air out. And I just kept waiting for it to for Frey to have a moment of I need to take this seriously like the stakes the stakes have I think think I'm in trouble here I do think to some degree that moment will probably come along eventually because everything about her hero's journey so far seems like it is geared toward eventually her breaking those walls down finally and coming to some sort of grips with like hey I actually have to help these people and do this thing and it's not just about me being a sarcastic dick about everything but also it's so telegraphed and just about like I, I obviously I'm a long way from finishing this game, but I am like 90 percent sure I know the exact pl- not only just what the twists are going to be in this story, but also when they will be revealed, because so far every bit of setup 
feels like I can just see the dominoes <laughs> in the background and just getting bigger and bigger in the in the in the background. And I'm just like I've already flicked it and I can just see them starting to tumble. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I want I want to keep going with it. I want to get deeper into the combat and and learn more stuff. I also want to see more of the setup. I do agree with you, Alex. I think there is like a lore bible that is interesting. Yeah. For this, um, having Frey be the conduit by which you absorb the lore is frustrating. Like Frey doesn't seem like somebody that I'd like to hang out with. Like she, yeah, just just does not seem like someone. I want to hang out with her cat more than I want to hang out with her. Yes, hang out with the cat. Shout out to Homer. Uh or the or the um the person who broke me out of jail. She seems all right. That ju- yeah, that judge lady seems nice. Oh, yeah. I can hang out with her. <laughs> or the judge, yeah, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, it's um I'm trying to think of recent stuff that had similar problems. Like Aloy was very it was very chatty Aloy, but not snark. No, not, she not doesn't have a snarky yeah, bone in her body. It's extremely bought into everything yeah, that's going yeah. on. It's, if anything, it's almost a too earnest uh, at, at times. I think you Try- could probably point to something like the Guardians of the Galaxy, but at the same time, that is a universe that is entirely propelled by that kind of shit. Like, it is it is the goofy thing in the Marvel, or one of the goofy things in the Marvel universe. So it didn't really feel out of place there. And also, in the game, there's also enough heart there yeah. where the... I think everybody knows when to pull it together, right? Like there's joking, yeah. but you know when to be quiet and just, you know, it's time for combat. I might turn the, I haven't yet, but there is a slider for banter between the Van Brace and Frey. You can, I don't think the default is that bad. Like it's it definitely not yeah. constant, but I've also noticed that the game has a bad habit of interrupting you when you are about to go into some sort of like small dialogue. And if you walk into the cutscene bubble, it will just cut that off immediately. It's more the thing where, like, if you ping the world, there's a scanning mechanic to ping. If you ping the world, uh, the, the variant brace will constantly be like, what's over there? Or or Frey will be like, I should go hunt over here. And it's like, I don't need that all the time. I'm Because I'm pinging constantly. You yeah. Know? Uh, hopefully there's an upgrade that makes the, the stuff on the map last longer. So, yeah, I don't know. The, the combat I don't have too much to say about because I'm not that deep into it. The setup for this game, again, is pretty long. Like, you are... It's too long. It's too long, probably too long, and um, most of my time was in the setup and not in the world, um, you know. So, what we'll see. I'm going to put more hours into it. Um, I assume the game's out, so I'm assuming it's reviewing. How's it reviewing out there in the world? Kind of middling. Mid- middling. Okay. It's 68 average when I checked last, but it may have, there may be more reviews. That's kind yeah. of what that game feels like to me. Yeah. Like it is a very okay game that has some significant hindrances. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the characters come around and I'll, I'll love them. You know, character progression is a, is a real thing. So. I do like the healer lady you meet in in Athia, like the the one who who breaks you out of jail. Like she's yeah, she feels like a real character. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think again, just going back again to the thing you said, the world seems like it could be interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. First spoken out now. PlayStation Five, PC. Um, is this coming other places? Do we know? I don't think there is an Xbox announcement. Nothing announced. I don't think. Oh, actually, I. Take the, oh right, there was that weird situation. It it does have a store page on Xbox.com, but it's only for the Windows Store PC version. Oh right, we mentioned this at some point, yeah. Right, so it is weirdly available for purchase on Xbox.com, but just not for the Xbox as yet. Gotcha. Maybe that maybe that'll get announced. Uh, I don't know. I 
it's also it's got uh you know it's got your your three modes i wish of graphic modes in it it's got um performance it has uh ray tracing exclusively as a mode and then it has quality I do wish more games, please just go into exactly what you're turning on and off. And because the descriptions there, it's just, there aren't detailed enough to say like, Hey, what it it tries to say, Hey, we'll, we'll try and get 4k in this out of this, you know, we're trying to do this. We'll try and get performance, but I've been on ray tracing. It's nice. You can change them in engine. So, uh, Mm -hmm. so you don't have to like quit out or anything. I've been mostly playing on ray tracing. I might just go over to quality. Yeah. Um, I might switch over to quality at some point uh, to see what the difference is. I toggled back and forth at some point in the castle, and like aside from the shadows getting softer, I didn't see too too much difference. Kind of feels like maybe some of the 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 character textures maybe get a little bit less detailed when the ray tracing is on. Like maybe they're trying to to hmm. scale some other things back to get the ray tracing running. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I saw I saw I saw some people saying that it drops to like 720p at times to maintain frame rate. And like it seems like and and the PC you know the system requirements for the PC version have been a topic of discussion. Let's say mm. as we mentioned last week, like it seems like it might just be a little rough technically. Yeah, I'm playing on the PlayStation Five so far. It seems to run okay. Like I haven't I have not run into any technical issues to speak of on the PS5 version. Yeah. All right, that's for Spoken. Let's take a quick break here. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about Steam World Build and the demo they released just recently. Stick around. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point... I had to drill down. I had to. I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day, my busy schedule, your time, which is worth more than anything, to find those subscriptions and cancel them. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some. Uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com nextlander. Rocketmoney.com nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. All right, we are back, and here's a happy little surprise. Uh, the SteamWorld folks uh, had said that they are coming out with something. I remember them saying, we're working on a bunch of stuff, and in true SteamWorld fashion, the next game they have uh, come out with is a new genre. Well, not for, for SteamWorld, not for the world. No, they didn't invent a genre. <laughs> Which is um, like a kind of 
Sim City like uh Yeah, City Builder. City Builder. Yeah, I mean, it's called Steam World Build, I guess that says everything. Yeah. They could have um, gone a survival game or a building game, and they went with the building game. But it, it is very much so I played through the whole demo. Brad, you played some of it too, right? Yeah. It's um it's pretty Sim City like in yes. terms of the city building. Feels Go extremely, on. extremely just like drag a road. Yeah. To lay down the road in the shape you want, kind of stuff. Connect, okay. Connect, connect these buildings up so that they can function properly. Make sure okay. they're in range of the utilities and the the things you need. Yeah. So it's essentially to it's in the Steam World universe. Um, the setup is you've got this kind of uh, AI core in the back of this caravan wagon that is leading that- you off, trying to lead you to the means to get off planet. That you, thing, you've got misgivings about the AI core? Dude, that thing seems just like it's screaming like I am secretly an eldritch god that is manipulating these hapless, well-meaning robots for my own nefarious ends. So how much of the other SteamWorld games have you completed or finished out? Um, I finished Dig and Dig 2. I've played all of... I okay. did not play a ton of the... Oh my god, the card card battling RPG. SteamWorld I can't believe them. No. Adventures journey. It's not just SteamWorld. SteamWorld Quest, right? I think that's the only one I didn't really play, but I've I played a bunch of heist. So I couldn't remember where where the cores fit in, but they are in at least SteamWorld Dig Two. I know that. Yeah, it's been a while. I forgot about that. Uh, Yeah, maybe maybe there's more of a direct tie-in there than I thought. So uh, malevolence aside, it definitely has a voice. Like I will just do what I say. The the characterization of it, but. There is old buried tech under the ground, and the world of SteamWorld seems to be in some kind of situation where there are rumblings or it's breaking apart, and they want to go off-world. The core is leading them to ancient tech, which can help them get off-world. Ooh. The daughter of the caravan, let's just call it the caravan leader, because I don't know what the actual status is, can hear the old world signal. And so the daughter in this game can kind of commune with the old tech uh, and basically be, um, I don't know, some kind of uh, muse or uh, um, what would you call it? Some kind of uh, uh, prophet of of the tech. It can kind of be the voice of, of the tech. And that's kind of the setup. And so you start off in this town that just has a ra- old broken down railroad. Uh, this is the demo, by the way. I assume... Mm-hmm. When I hit the end of a thing, it was like, the demo's over. Go and wishlist the game. But uh, old broken down railway, and you have control over how this surface town is going to go. So you, you put down residences to build up your workers. You put down what they need, water. They're robots, but they need cactus water. And you need to put down these other things. You have to connect everything via roads, dirt roads, or, or later on, I got asphalt roads. Uh, the There are neat systems actually in place for the building seems very good their their mechanics for the building seem w- well tuned uh for placement and stuff their m- mechanics for um uh basically uh say the cactus water their water supply needs to reach a certain amount of buildings and they very nicely visualize and show as you're placing things how where it's going to reach and what the what the extent of that is there is this whole other game though which takes place underground where you are mining. Uh, and so once you go underground, you could then switch from the surface to underground whenever you want. And you have this kind of second layer of the game, which is mine 
uh, underground while keeping the mine from collapsing by putting supports in place as, as you dig more and more and more. And you are building a similar world underground that has now miners, prospectors, engineers, and all this other stuff uh, underground. It's neat. I really like it. It's got a trading mechanic as well, but. Did you see any combat in the demo? Because there's some in the trailer. It almost looked like tower defense-ish, like, or wave-based, like, oh, there are monsters encroaching. You have to defend. So basically the demo ends. There's spoilers, but this is the the demo. I found the old tech once. So if you're playing the demo, heads up, this is where it ends. Once you find the old tech and go to mine it and get it out of there, it says like, "Uh uh-oh, it's making a bunch of noise. It's going to call in a bunch of people or it's going to cause problems. Something's going to happen. It's making a bunch of noise, uh, much like you would in one of those extraction games. Like as soon as you get the thing, something's going to come in. And that's when the demo ends. It's like, thanks for playing the game. Uh, so I did not get to any combat or have the ability to build anything combat focused. I wonder I wonder if that's going to cross the boundary back into your above ground town. I, wonder I don't if know. Eventually, eventually you'll have to defend both simultaneously or something. I don't know. I mean, I the demo, it probably took me yeah, a couple of hours to, to kind of get through. And that's with me reshuffling around the town once i realized they have a very nice and liberal relocate mechanic for buildings which lets you after you've placed anything you could just pick it up and move it which i really appreciate because there's a lot of proximity uh involved in building yeah and some of it was a little fiddly i found about like connect the rail station to all the residentials with this road. And I'm like, Oh, I thought I did that. They appear to all be encircled, but it doesn't, it's not going. So like, yeah, they immediately are just like, I'll just pick the buildings up, put them wherever. Yeah. Which I really appreciate it. You don't have to tear them down. It's not like you get some percentage of cost. You can just slide them around and move them around till you visually can see what's happening. I'm super excited about this. It yeah. was, it's, it plays very nicely. Like, I like the lore of steam world uh, to the yes. extent I remember it such as the, yeah, I mean, they're very loosely connected, you know, it's more of, it's kind of more of a shared universe really. It's just mm-hmm. like each game just kind of exists, you know, like heist is in space kind of disconnected from, and you know, the uh, quest is like pretty fantasy themed. It's, it's more, it's almost more of a look and feel thing, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems to be a new developer. They, I, First of all, like what this company is, is constantly seemingly in flux and hard to keep track of. Like Image and Form was the studio that created SteamWorld, but then they merged with another studio and became Thunderful. Yes. And so like, and they have like five studios under that umbrella now. And so this is, I guess, a new one that they just acquired recently that's doing this game. So it's a new developer here, but um, isn't there another SteamWorld game in development? I can't remember. Was this the one or something? No, they announced a different one. Am I? I'm not insane. Am I? Don't answer that. There's (laughs) got to be talk amongst yourselves. I I swear they put out a trailer of there. It was like some kind of Wild West, like dueling. There's something was going on where there was like a shootout. Mm. Anybody help Mm. me out here? There's there's been a lot of like Western games, and my memory's terrible. And I knew they had announced stuff. But I thought this was the announcement of the thing they were leading. If you up told to. me there was something called Steam Westworld coming, I would believe you. <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I hope so. They seem to put out stuff I like. So uh, maybe that was just like a tone piece trailer that was mm-hmm. not a specific game. 
I'm digging it, and it's yeah, supposed it's to cool. come out relatively soon. You know, I don't think they did no they date. put a date on it. I couldn't find any kind of time frame. No, I thought it's it had like a like early 2023 or something. Yeah, I think uh, it's this year sometime. It's cool that they keep making those games. Uh, like on the one hand, it's very cool that every time they make a SteamWorld game, by and large, it's a totally different game. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I think SteamWorld Dig Two might low key be one of the best games ever made. <laughs> Like it is, that game is so goddamn well designed and put together and just incredibly satisfying throughout. Maybe they should make one sequel per game. Sure. Or because, because boy, did they nail it on that one? Yeah, it's very good. If you haven't played SteamWorld Dig or SteamWorld Dig 2, I'd definitely recommend checking those out. Yeah, that's the demo for SteamWorld Build. Uh, good enough where I just made it through the entire demo and was like, man, that's a bummer. It's over. So again, if you're find the ancient tech, Know that your demo will end when you go to uh, uh, mine it. No ancient tech for you. No. You can keep it going, I guess, if you didn't want to do that. All right. Uh, switching gears here. Brad, tell me about the Subnautica VR. All right. So they made one of those, one of those survival games, except uh-huh. it's underwater. Can you believe this? Uh-huh. Wait. It's crazy. Subnautica. It took Got so, it. Why, why did it take so long? Yeah. Uh, Subnautica. 2018's greatest hits. I think I think it's way older than that. Well, that, I think that's the uh, that was the uh, 1.0. Oh God, that was an early access game, wasn't it? Oh my yeah, gosh, for a while. It was, like, I, well, it was like poster child for early access for a while. As as I mentioned on the Below Zero stream we did, I have had it installed in Steam since 2015. Apparently, nice. And just booted it finally for the first time after you streamed Below Zero. Except I did it in virtual reality. How is it? How's it? How's Dude, it work it's, out? It's rad. Okay. It's kind of probably the coolest thing I've played in VR. Yeah. Okay. Out of the box, it is unplayable. It is oh. like so goddamn buggy. The out of the box, like I straight up, I Googled about it. I was just like, I can't play this. Like, like when I, when I booted into it, the, the main menu was about 15 feet below me. <laughs> so I was like peering down <laughs> and like the mouse cursor is invisible. And, and you're like on Rift, of, right? Uh, no, I've got a, I've got a Windows oh, Mixed Reality headset. Oh, it's Steam okay. VR though. Is Steam VR is the is the middleware making it go? Okay, but like the recenter button didn't work. Um, like there's a bunch of animations missing. It's like you kept losing my gamepad inputs. It's like basically unplayable. And then I googled. I was just like, what is? How are people playing this? And I found a bunch of articles going like, <laughs> yeah, the the shipping version of the VR support is basically not functional. <laughs> you oh. need mods, and so. There is a mod called VR Enhancements that's easy to find on Nexus Mods that 100% fixes all of that, just makes it okay. feel like what it should have been out of the box. That's, weird. that's a of, weird one that they haven't just gone back and implemented that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely, I, I don't do a lot of mods, and it was definitely an eye-opening experience of one of those situations of like, wow, it really took mods to make this thing playable. That's, huh. But once they were uh, in, you were enjoying it? It's it's pretty great. I mean, Subnautica is great, but dude, like being in there underwater is a trip. And uh, it, is, it ran like, fine. Yeah, it gets a little hitchy in spots. Okay, which is never never what you want in VR. But it's like no. a, it's it's not bad enough that I can't tolerate it here and there. Okay. Um, the weird thing is there's there's no there's no touch controllers of any kind, no motion controls. It's just keyboard and mouse or gamepad. Um. Also, there's no incremental turning. It's only smooth turning. So, like, they didn't even do the basic kind of ergonomic motion sickness work that most VR games do. But, like, I don't understand what it is because I have terrible motion sickness problems with, like, first-person shooters on land in VR. Yeah. Zero problems underwater. 
I have no idea why. The human brain is a weird thing, man. Like, seriously, just swimming all over the place, like, practically doing cartwheels under there, like, turning all over the place. It's just, it's like, nothing. I played it for, like, two hours straight last night and nothing. Oh, nice. It was bizarre. I don't... Do, brain, do, brains are... Inner, the inner ear is a strange place. Did you... Were you able to get on land or do anything where you would have been on land with a horizon to see if it... Um, Oh, uh, I must I must not be that far yet. I, the only okay, thing I'm, I can stand on is still that drop pod. I'm curious if you when, if you get on land or build a base or something, if you wind up having that problem. Like if you are like once you huh. see a horizon line or something, you're like, oh boy. We will see. I yeah. also wondered if there was going to be some weird mental thing about like breathing underwater, you know, because like you stay mm-hmm. under there for a while. Yeah. Like, am I, am I going to forget to breathe? Yeah. Like, is my brain going to do weird stuff about, like, not getting to the surface in time? But, like, nah. Nah? Totally not a thing. Um, um, I'm just, I'm I'm just, I'm taking it very slow because, like, it's so wild just being right up in the middle of all that underwater stuff. I wonder if it's easier to collect, like, the little rock or see all the little thingies you have to collect, uh, like, the rocks I, and stuff. I, I kind of think it's harder, honestly. Because, okay. like, you know, you, the viewport is pretty constrained in VR, so it's mm. kind of like you're looking through a diving helmet all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think this game would be quite a bit easier to play just on a regu- computer. Regular. Oh, actually, that was another thing about the VR mode. <laughs> the UI was so far to the edges of the headset that I couldn't read any of the UI display, so I Ew. didn't see how much oxygen or hunger I had and mm. stuff. Like that, That's kind the, of important information. The VR mod lets you move the UI elements around and stuff like that. Like, it's it's rough. These are important but, things. Um, it was an add-on. Like, I think they very much were just like, hey, here's this. If you want to mess with it, it's not necessarily like a selling mm. point. Um, but yeah, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm at least at the point where I've got the second level air tank and I've got the little bladders that let you f- go flying to the surface. Oh, okay. The emergency. So I'm able to, so yeah, so I'm like way down in the deep caves. Oh, um, okay. I think I must have missed Cave Sulfur at some point because it really feels like I should have found Cave Sulfur before now because I'm pretty far afield of the starting location and I still haven't seen it. Oh gosh, I want to say Cave Sulfur is in those. N- is it in those nests where the fish come out and explode on you? I found those and I haven't. S- oh, oh, is it in that nest after they explode? <sighs> gosh, I, I don't know. Vaguely remember that, but I could be wrong. I'll, I'll have to. I, I've avoided googling anything about the progression because it's. The Voyage of Discovery uh-huh. is mm-hmm. uh, is kind of just so all encompassing that I don't want, you know I just want to keep like drifting along and taking it as it comes. It's it's pretty awesome. Subnautica's uh, neat. Like um, yeah, I I remember my first journey hitting plateaus and being like uh, like kind of like the sulfur thing of like ah like I'm just that coupled with you have to constant you only have limited amount of time to search right because your your oxygen yeah. that wore on me a bit but then once i got the vehicle like the i think it's the sea moth or something where oxygen becomes less of an issue and you're just worrying about battery power and stuff things yeah. things um picked up a yeah. lot more there, there's some weird ergonomic stuff in there with the with the headset where like getting those inflatable bladders that just shoot to the surface were great mm-hmm. was was great because the only way to look and determine your 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 direction is with your head and your neck. You can't use the sticks or whatever. Yeah. So, like, to surface as fast as possible, I would have to crane oh. my neck all <laughs> the way back at ninety degrees. Oh boy. To look straight up. Oh boy. Um, and then I and then I realized there are shoulder buttons that'll actually do that for you as well. Okay, good. Uh, but for a while there, it was like this is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I this is not the that. most comfortable way to do this stuff. Like, it's a little. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a little weird. Um. Uh, the resurgence of 
resurgence. The uh, resurfacing of Subnautica. Yeah, I don't know. This is a very weird swerve. I like it. 23 to take for me. I like it. To be playing a years old VR survival game all of a sudden, but add multiplayer in the next Subnautica. Uh, yeah, that seems like a no brainer. Yeah, people have wanted it. It's add it. We're just getting ready. We're just we're See, preparing. You and I are preparing for the multiplayer for Subnautica by getting it, in there. I mean, you know, there's like there's like scuttlebutt out there about a Subnautica three. There's nothing concrete. Who knows if it'll even be called Subnautica? But you know, looking at kind of things they've said, like the the. The perception is that multiplayer is probably coming in whatever they're doing next without coming out and saying, hey, Subnautica 3 will have multiplayer. <laughs> I would have to assume. I would have to assume. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting up that tech tree some more. Subnautica 3, the, multiplayer, PlayStation VR the, yeah. 2. PlayStation VR 2. All right. I'm looking forward to you getting up that tech tree too. I want you to get the submarine, the full yeah. submarine, the walking because, around inside submarine. Like the, the the breath limit is a really limiting pain point for a survival game, right? It's oh like, my gosh! Yes. Like to only be able to go down and look for the stuff you need for thirty seconds at a time before you have to get the hell out. Yeah. So like, those are some real serious obstacles that feel really good to overcome as you can breathe longer, and then yeah. you like get the rebreather, and and then yeah, like getting to stay down there longer feels extremely liberating. I could just and just the multiplayer is just fun on like base building side of things. Yeah. Everything just goes faster, and you know, like probably goes without saying, some of that shit looks very cool in VR. Like I bet, I bet. like having having like a sunrise, like kind of swimming toward the surface with the sunrise streaming through the surface of the water. It's, for a game that old, it looks pretty damn good. I can't wait until you get to the pitch dark parts uh, in, in those know, caves. Man. That seems like terrifying. Even the not totally pitch black, but pretty dark caves that I've been in so far. Like, uh, there was a point where I like I got to like past 200 meters, which is the second threshold for oxygen efficiency, and the computer voice comes in. It's just like a common affliction for cave divers is a loss of orientation leading to asphyxiation. It's like, oh, thanks, cool. I'm gonna get uh, lost in this cave and drown. Just that's rip, a cool man just great the headset off it's a great mental image to entertain while i'm in the middle of this thing good subnautica specifically subnautica's vr you can catch it actually on the steam sale they had like a sale that was like built the steam had like a building sale or, so, or something like for building games and i didn't re- realize subnautica was in there it was pretty cheap i showed you the last thing i'll say real quick like i have to give it up for unknown worlds like vr issues aside they are still updating that first game like they put out a big 2.0 update in December for the first game <laughs> where they're rolling a bunch of like quality of life stuff from below zero and like base parts from below zero and stuff back into the first game. Like that's a pretty impressive level of support. That made me want to go back into the original one. The reason I wanted to jump into below zero was because of those quality of life things. But if they are rolling them back in, that's cool. All right. Subnautica. Uh, quickly here, just to kind of wrap things up. I'll mention, I don't think I mentioned this last time, but I finished Signalis. I think I was pretty close to finishing Signalis last time. Yeah, I think you were right right at the tail end. Uh, I wasn't, <laughs> apparently. Okay. Uh, yes, I have finished uh, Signalis. Uh, as far as I can tell, I've gotten one of the endings. I am done. I looked up the rest of them. Uh, I enjoyed that game quite a bit. I think it uh, is not one of my... Like, if I had finished it in 2022, would it have made my top 10 list? I'm not sure it would, but I think okay. it's a I think it's a pretty cool game. I think it's neat and and worth going through. Uh, uh, inventory limits aside, it did become a pain in the butt. Uh, I reloaded a couple of times too when I realized I was 
don't know if this happens in survival games to you guys, but if you realize you have been wasting ammo at a part or wasting resources and you're like, oh, crap, that's what you want me to do? Or, oh, this is just a time thing. I just need to survive long enough. I will just reload and be like, I'm not. I'm, I wasted oh, yes. I wasted 52 shotgun shells here. I, I am an obsessive save. Safe scumming is not quite the right word, but... Definitely that stuff playing, seems cheap sometimes. Definitely playing through something like Callisto Protocol. There were multiple situations. Any, anytime there's like resource scarcity and I take a fight badly, I'm like, you know what? I could do that better. Yeah, and if yeah. I can if I can checkpoint it and try it again and come out of it with more resources. Even more than taking it badly, which is, again, I think I would do too. But a thing that you realize was a timed event instead of a threshold event for, for something, which is like, oh, I didn't need to get this. Thing down i just needed to wait 30 seconds yeah and, that's what i mean it's yeah. like you might make different choices about how much ammo to burn there and stuff like that it's, it's like silly anyway i i like that game signalis i think it might still be on game pass if not 20 bucks across everything else i really like the look of it and the vibes in it it's a it's a weird kind of heady game for what it is and then uh the vampire survivors oh I, yeah i saw credits on that game i don't know what that means doesn't mean anything you've got a long way to go are my you friend. sure i don't yes. know what else i i saw credits i think i might have beaten it I, nope. i'm good nope. i got everything there is have you beaten death yes have you killed death yes you did i did oh i you killed oh, death i think so i have death as a playable character okay then you killed death I, I beat death, and I beat the angel thing that wanted to kill me, and I beat a thing. I went into some mirror world, uh-huh. and this thing was chasing me around in a stage that made me look made me want to vomit if I looked at the background too long, uh-huh. uh, and I beat that thing, and I got the credits there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've beaten a lot. Sounds like you've at least, you've made some significant progress. <laughs> I got the thing where you upgrade the clock lance and upgrade the cloak and you basically become invincible. Yes. Like, uh, you, that is, that is, that, that is the, the dark secret of that game. I've also, uh, unlocked, uh, endless mode and that is helping me get all those, like get over 30 seconds in this level and stuff uh-huh. like that. So uh, I think there's a couple of th- question marks I still have on there, but I think I might, I don't know. I might've gotten what I need to get out of vampire survivors. I'm not sure I need to do it with every character. I do. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't gotten all those rune cards, but I might, I bet you still have a lot of characters you haven't unlocked too. I bet I, d- I bet I do. I bet I do. Is there's there a-, a lot of characters, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of characters. Fun game. Fun yeah. game. Very silly. Uh, very, very silly. If that game, if I had beaten that, Man, I don't know if it would have cracked my top ten either, but it's hard to say. And now I'm just doing reviews. You're a lying history. liar who yeah. lies. It might be me just lying. It's the greatest game ever made. That's why it was number three on my list. Uh, it's a pretty great game. It's also extremely goofy, which yes. it's like extremely go- so ridiculously goofy. The amount of casino stuff in there and like uh, uh, it's just it's but just casino ridiculous. stuff that does not actually want more of your real money. All right, I'm just going to read this email then, because just in case we don't have time for emails at the uh-huh. end of the show, but some mm-hmm. Norm from New York wrote in about this game. Okay, what did Norm say? The developer was, in fact, previously a programmer in the gambling industry and has specifically said that, quote, the sensory barrage of colors and sounds was intended to be reminiscent of a casino. It is absolutely. It. But it's like it's taken to such an extreme that it's it's bananas. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, that's Vampire Survivors. Uh, that's going to wrap up our game section for today. We talked about Forspoken. We talked about SteamWorld Builds demo that's out, Signalis, Subnautica VR, Vampire Survivors. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some news before we wrap this thing up. See you in a bit. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro. You know, I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. It's a, a, you know, a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've gotten more than a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this- to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? I might have gotten around to said that in a shorter way. I, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one was uh, specifically a uh, fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome. And the things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten. I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom. Uh, and sometimes, occasionally, a knife uh, that will go inside a kit. That is themed because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code NEXTLANDER, for 20% off your first box. boxofawesome.com, code Next lander. Thanks, Bespoke Post. And we are back in time for the news. Now, last week we talked a little bit about the layoffs. You don't need us to tell you about it. There are layoffs happening throughout the tech industry, throughout, let's just say, the industry. Let's also just say games media in particular. Boy, yeah. not a good time. Not a good time. Not a good time. Um, for that goes for everything. Yeah, I mean, I know. I'm just saying. It's just seeing so many of our peers and colleagues yeah, yeah, getting we, put out of work. Really, fucking just it just digs the knife a little deeper. We we certainly know people in our field who are affected, but it's kind of oh, it's everywhere. Every field is really being just. It's kind of a bloodbath across the board. So, um, it comes as no surprise. We have some follow up news on some of these things. Brad Shoemaker, you've gone and uh, put th- this report. About 343 in here. Uh, Microsoft's um, 343s, 343s, yes. 343. What's going on at 343? Yes, the, the, the Microsoft layoffs happened last week, and it was reported at the time by Bloomberg that those cuts would affect multiple development studios inside of Microsoft, including 343. Uh, a French, well, a French-language leaker, I should say, by the name of Bathrobe Spartan. What the fuck is video game news <laughs> these days? It's a good question. A leaker named Bathrobe Spartan started this. 
which was picked up by various news sites. Unconfirmed leaks, but this person has leaked other uh, accurate information in the past. Basically cast doubt on the future of the Halo franchise under 343. Uh, basically saying that they lost quite a bit of staff. I There's been a lot of leadership turmoil there in the last months or year anyway. With yeah. you know, Bonnie Ross was longtime head of that studio and left. And there's been other teams, you know, multiplayer team, et cetera, et cetera, that have had management turnover as well at that studio but the but this this leaker basically is saying story-based dlc for infinite has been shelved in the wake of these cuts and that kind of the big claim is that they will not be making full full-size halo games out of 343 anymore that they will be farming development out to other studios to make smaller games on more limited budgets and etc cetera, etc cetera, is the claim being made here and so that's, <clears throat> and then they came back and said, 343 came back and said, well, not Nuh-uh. necessarily. Yeah, kind of, kind of. There's a statement. I mean, these, yeah, clearly this, these reports made enough waves that they took to the at Halo account on Twitter to address them in a fairly roundabout way by saying, Halo and Master Chief are here to stay. Mm-hmm. 343 Industries will continue to develop Halo now and in the future, including epic stories, multiplayer, and more of what makes Halo great. That's that's Pierre Hensa, the head of the studio. Um, so who knows? I mean, they've kind of they've kind of denied it. That isn't a total denial, though. No, because you know they they work with partner studios all the time and have for years. Right. So kind of the phrasing of that statement certainly would allow for that capacity of development to be ongoing um it sounds like they are there they do intend to support the multiplayer component pretty robustly because that's obviously where the ongoing revenue potential is primarily it's uh, where the people are basically right right and it's it is where they can sell things consistently you know story dlc is just kind of a one and done right um who knows uh you know i mean you know primarily uh, it's a rough situation for the developers on the ground there trying to navigate this stuff, I'm sure. Uh, but as far as what it means for, you know, I mean, you know, Microsoft's first party output generally is increasingly a topic of discussion or lack thereof. Yeah. Uh, so if they are scaling down Halo development, then that's even less of an output on the first party fronts. But time will tell, I suppose, because I'm guessing that's all we're going to hear about this for some time. And they, not to beat a very long dead horse, couch co-op is just never coming back, right? That's just... I think, did they officially cancel it? I think they did officially cancel it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, got, I, I lost track of because of the kind of staggered release of like Forge and campaign co-op and everything getting moved around so much. I couldn't remember if they said couch co-op was getting pushed to later or just not happening. It is just not happening. Uh, I think yeah, the right. last thing you're was right. like, we're no longer working on it. Yes, right? that's right. That's right. Um, did you guys, did you guys finish Halo Infinite? I did not. No. I did not. I did not. Uh, I, mean, I, had that, I had that weird situation where they sent that time limited review build that I got mm. eight or 10 hours into and then tried to start over on the retail version and kind of <laughs> burned out trying to get back up to that point again. It just wasn't that compelling of a campaign to me. Like, there's there was some good combat in there, but, like, just the way it was structured and the way it was built out just did not hit for me very well. 
I did enjoy the multiplayer I played with you guys uh, yeah. uh, at the time. I didn't I didn't stick with it, uh, but I rarely stick with too much multiplayer stuff, especially if it's Xbox exclusive, because my family that I play with is on the PlayStation. So, um, you know, a lot of the stuff, if that were on, if we were on the Xbox, we probably would have jumped in there because it was on, you know, uh, they. I assume they would have Game Pass, and I assume we would have just gone and played some Halo multiplayer. But, right. Such is the world. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I guess might as well mention they've got that developer direct today, which for scheduling reasons, we had to record this before that happens. But sounds like we might get release dates for a couple of first party games out of that thing. There's also a rumor that Tango Gameworks is going to announce a new game there. Oh, really? Oh, I th- interesting. I thought which, they put out the thing that said basically we're just talking. We're just going to talk about these four things. Yeah, they did. I mean, I could see them dropping one surprise thing if they had it. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, sure. Yeah, they they very much were just like, hey, we're going to talk about Minecraft Legends and Forza. Yeah. Black, and what, Red Guard? Uh, uh, Redfall. Redfall. And I, forget, and I forget what the fourth game is, but... The Forza one is interesting to me because that they've been radio silent on that thing for a good long while. Yeah, I mean, it's God, we're so far beyond what the normal release cadence would be for Forza at this point. That they There have been two Horizon games since the last yeah. one. Yeah, and you know, I mean, they're you know they've they've been rebuilding their tech supposedly like from the ground up practically. Uh, if anything, Forza probably needed some time off to <laughs> address technical debt or whatever is, yeah. is necessary after pumping games out for that long. Um, is the one- anyway the the name the name floating around for the Tango game is Hi Fi Rush. Sounds fun. And that's kind of it. There's basically no details about what that might might be, but that's the word. Okay. That might not exist, as with half of the news these days. That may or may not be a real thing. Ah, you know, by the time people listen to this, they will know. They will. Yes. They will know more than. Is the thing we keep forgetting Elder Scrolls Online? Oh yes, that's the other one. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I just like I, I file stuff like that away in my mental filing cabinet of a years old game <laughs> that has been out forever. Uh-huh. Like it, the the stuff, it will it will be very meaningful to the people who still play it, but. Mm-hmm for forward-looking games coverage of new releases like you kind of i need to jump in there and play it to to have it gain some kind of purchase in my brain because right now it just goes in and then right out because it's not a thing i i track you know it's like Mm -hmm. i just don't follow it i think i i missed i messed with it a little bit at launch and not since then i think they've they've overhauled it pretty significantly Mm. uh, since then oh like an mmo uh, so that's the Microsoft stuff. Again, if you're listening to this, two things. One, uh, you know, obviously, if you're affected by the layoffs, whether in Microsoft or around the world, hopefully you're doing all right, and hopefully you, you find some relief or support, whatever you need uh, moving forward. The other thing is you probably know more than we do about the uh, kind of near future of Microsoft because of the upcoming Microsoft Bethesda showcase thing they're showing. They said they're going to do a separate one for Starfield, right? Yes. Okay. Like its own thing. Uh, let's pivot over to Sony and uh, Sony's PlayStation VR 2. A lot of news coming out of that. Well, some news coming out of that during CES. Some news. Yeah, man. That thing's coming out soon. Jeez. Really snuck up on me. February 22nd. I mean, February snuck we, up on me. Last time we talked about PSVR, that was like, ah, oh, that's a, that's like a year away. That's six months yeah. away. That's a four months away. Do you think it'll be $800? $200? Oh. Uh, oh, now it's like three weeks away. Yep. Um, yeah, the headline of this PlayStation blog post is maybe a little 
I'm slight side eye here. Mm-hmm. Launch lineup revealed, and then you s- drill down, and it's more like launch window lineup. Sure. Um, which I'll give them credit. As loose as the phrase launch window has been over the years, they at least kind of define it here as basically within the first month. Okay, okay that is that that's, is that's, I, that's a pretty w- tight window. But th- that's a reasonable. That is absolutely yeah. a reasonable. I would have given them three months. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. I man, this is going back what six plus years at this point. I think they used the phrase "launch window" for the first PSVR, and then some of the games that were supposedly in the launch window took like years to come out. <laughs> Let's hope so, that's not the case here. So thank yeah. you for their at least, and they don't put dates on all of these necessarily, but um, they 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 revealed a number of new new. Uh, games coming to PSVR 2, but almost all of them are previously released games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Before Your Eyes, Kayak VR, Mirage, Pavlov, uh, Song in the, so Song in the Smoke, but the rekindled edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Synth Riders Remastered, Thumper. Yep. Can't do a VR launch without Thumper. That is yes. important. Yeah. Yes, indeed. All Speaking of which, Resident Infinite and Tetris Effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Creed Rise to Glory, you know, like, like I said, most of these games have been out on other VR headsets and the PSVR one in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. And I think they, um, they they intimated at some point that like Beat Saber is coming, just not in that first wave, right? Yeah, I believe it is getting an update too. Yeah. Um, there are a handful of games on here. Like, they, they, didn't, they didn't spell it out in this blog post. You'd have to kind of track stuff down. I Like the last Clockwinder, which is a first person puzzle game. Of mm-hmm. course, it's first person because it's VR. It's VR. Um, I don't know if what the bat is new or not. Uh, it's from the, what the golf developer. Okay. Um, uh, just checking here. What the bat came out on steam in November. Okay. So, um, Do it's we- mostly games you've heard of NFL pro era. I'm not entirely sure if that's a new game or not, but I, the I- screenshot, the screenshot of a football pit boy on the field mm. is really, <laughs> is really messing with me. Well, so here's the thing is that they're they're riffing on a thing that exists in NFL football, which is that quarterbacks tend to have this arm brace on that like lists a bunch of different plays. It's not a it is not a screen. It is a plastic laminated paper thing okay. that they can look at. But I did not know about that. So like a football van brace is what you're saying. Yes, it is a football van brace. Uh-huh. It's it 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 razzes you in a in a in a charming British accent whenever you get sacked. Have, do we know what do we know what the dark pictures switchback is at this point? Um, they talked about it a little bit. I believe it's I believe it's very much in the vein of that until dawn PSVR game. Okay, All right. which was a literal Fun house, like a literal you're in a cart, yeah, like yes. roller coaster shooting gallery ish kind of thing. There's stuff uh, in here I, I I'm gonna check out for sure. Uh, just real quick for the record, NFL Pro Era did come out in September on Oculus. And possibly also Steam. Most 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 of these games are previously released on other VR platforms. Uh, Some of these things I want to know, like Moss One and Two. Will I be able to like just get a free update for those for PSVR Two, or is that a collection for PSVR Two? Um, hmm. it looks like it's two separate games here, according to this infographic. I mean, that'll be up to each developer, just yeah. like it is with the PS4 to PS5 stuff, whether they yeah. offer a free yeah. a free upgrade or not, or a paid one. I think I'd mentioned recently I went and bought the I went and bought the twelve dollar control upgrade to PS5. 
at some point in the last month or two just because it was sitting there mm-hmm. taunting me. Mm-hmm. Like, like occasionally there there might be a nominal fee for some of the stuff, but um, it's uh, you know I could I could throw out some other stuff on. I mean, there's Gran Turismo Seven VR update on here, the Resident Evil Village stuff, Pistol Whip, uh, Moss as you mentioned, No Man's um, Sky because of course yeah, yeah No, no Man's Sky. Sky, No Man's Sky. Um, I, did I know about this and for what the fuck is Fantavision 2020 X? Do you like fireworks? Well, I do. And I do. You, then that's for you. Oh my God. This just got announced right before the holidays, like right before the holidays. What? All right. I'm in. All right. He's all in. I officially. You son I, of a bitch. I'm I, in. I officially now must have a PlayStation VR two. Uh, I I don't man I don't know I don't know about you guys like on some level Fantavision will always represent the next generation of video games to me because I think it was maybe the first thing I ever saw on a friend's import PlayStation Two mm-hmm. and I was just like holy shit look at those particles look at those fireworks <laughs> it's like the future is here I'm gonna have to I need to fuck man I can't believe they're making a new Fantavision in VR hell yeah I think I'm gonna probably. I'm probably going to get a PlayStation VR too. It's, I will yeah, at it's some like, point. It's, it's shaping up. Yeah, I'm, I'm still looking at this list here. There's like that, that Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge and Vacation Simulator mm. and a lot of stuff you've heard of in VR from other platforms. There's also that Horizon Call of the Mountain is kind of, it seems like mm. it's kind of the flagship, like new from the ground up uh, exclusive here. But like a lot of a lot of the character this headset is taking on so far for me is it, it's a very nicely made like very high tech like very solid specs VR headset that will let you catch up on a lot of VR stuff you may have yes seen. like an antho- like a VR anthology like, like and, and they're absolutely you know like I, I want to say RE Village VR support is exclusive I don't think that's I believe to PC. that it is 7 VR never came to PC so RE 7 VR remained exclusive to PlayStation I believe but like, the, yeah, there, you know, there will be exclusives. Like, Sony put a lot of development sor- support against the first PSVR, right? With, with your, your Astro Bots and so forth. Like, they put out a good amount of, like, quality exclusive stuff. Like, that, I'm sure that is coming. Yeah. Uh, but at launch, at launch, it very much seems like, hey, if you, if you don't have any VR headset or yours is, like, very old and not great or something, it's like, this is a, this is a big upgrade. It's, like, a very nice headset, but... Not not a ton of super unique stuff off the bat. Yeah, I, <clears throat> yes, yes. I hope more more. This means more people can port what they have made in VR to the PlayStation Five. Uh, I, I don't necessarily need Sony to uh, you know fund more stuff, but if it's a way for me to keep a slightly up to date or a little behind in VR, that's okay for me. Like I, I just I never got the PC set up, and this is. Yeah, I I do want them to fund a bunch of unique stuff because I feel like VR development is just kind of like flat, largely. Yeah. Like Oculus is kind of the only big company still throwing Meta, whatever you want to call it. Well, I mean, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt about like developers running into like significant issues getting additional funding to make right. VR projects. Like some of that money seems to be drying up. Yeah, there was definitely a gold rush five years ago or something of VR projects getting funded. That's probably not happening anymore, but. Uh, like Astrobot is still one of <clears throat> excuse me one of the coolest things I've played in VR. Yeah, and um, and you know, you know, I really wish they had 
for this put out a similar thing that had um, asynchronous or whatever you want to call it. One person wears the headset and other people can play on the screen because I did do that a lot with my kids and stuff. And as a household that shares the screen a lot, having one person be in the VR and nobody else to participate doesn't help. It basically means it's one person. We do a lot of just like sitting and watching somebody play. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, a yeah. yeah, VR VR is inherently a pretty isolating experience. But they did a pretty good job with the uh, the playroom stuff to make games that let you play on the screen and in the VR in fun ways. Are there is places VR like available for pre-order places now? Are they still doing lottery stuff? Uh, I believe they were going to do the similar thing to the was a PlayStation Direct, mm-hmm. right? The same thing as the PS5. Uh yeah, it looks like you can pre-order it now i'm sure some of that will just be demand dependent right like they kind of had to do the ps5 in waves just because the demand was outstripping supply so much okay so you can get it from there directly from sony looks like you can okay i have just added a pre-ordered cart (laughs) okay so i seems like you can probably just lock one in i'll go get my credit my sony credit card points and uh cash in for my playstation i've got man i've got a bunch that i never use i should probably (laughs) Uh, all right. That's the Sony stuff. That's the Microsoft stuff, uh, rolling down here. Oh, last week we talked about, uh, the allegations and charges surrounding Justin Roiland, uh, from, uh, Rick and Morty fame and also from high on life and Squanch games. Uh, it seems like Squanch games and Roiland have, uh, separated as of January 16th, 2023. It's not just them. Uh, Adult Swim also has uh, cut all ties. It sounds like it was a total buyout of his whatever contract they had with him. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. It, uh, I've seen some some stuff going around about him possibly losing his Fox development deal. Um, so it kind of seems like everyone pulled the plug at once. And these are, this. it is not, there's no conviction he is still going to trial no, or, or he, it sounds like he is going to go to trial like there are felony charges and I think the thing that maybe uh caused let's just say the legal teams of these various corporations to say we have to cut ties is I'm guessing it's probably all these charges combined with all the people coming out and saying things like yeah Justin Roiland was sending me weird DMs when I was like you know 17 that kind of stuff oh weird okay i haven't followed it that closely yeah again none of that stuff is 100 percent confirmed but there has been a lot of that stuff like floating up since these charges became public yeah and like you see of course especially when he when they announced he was being removed from rick and morty did we even say what video game tie-in here is i don't think we even said it he said squanch games but yeah like squanch games is the studio that he he co-founded he is he is okay sorry yeah he has resigned actually the Squanch Games received Justin Roiland's resignation on January 16th as the wording of this thing, which sounds kind of weird because isn't it his studio? Well, he was the creative director and he did found it, I, but yeah, uh, it's just the wording is just a little goofy. Like he wasn't just an employee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, like especially with the adult swim stuff, you just see a bunch of people just be like, Oh, it's, I guess it's guilty until proven innocent in this country stuff. But it's like, man, like the criminal, like felony criminal charges is not nothing. It's like, not the, nothing. Like they're not going to bring charges like that without uh, some pretty significant amount of evidence. And even in some hypothetical scenario where he may be acquitted, like that doesn't matter for stuff like this because he has all like this even being the case now has already reflected on Adult Swim and the show and et cetera, et cetera. Like, yeah, of course, of course they're going to cut ties here. 
And I think especially, I mean, again, none of this stuff is 100% confirmed, but I have seen people saying that, like, some reporters were trying to get these, like, the, the original charges, like, reported on as recently, as far back as, like, when they first came around and were getting, like, stories were getting killed various places. So, I mean, Warner Brothers, who owns Adult Swim, had a lot of money tied up in Rick and Morty and still does. Which is why their notes app statement of Rick and Morty will continue is not surprising, if also confusing. Not to say that they could not recast those characters, but I'm just saying, similar to, let's just say, certain alien parasites in a certain Star Trek episode, there's a lot of tendrils in there you gotta pull out to, to, to do that. Would they recast? I don't know. I mean, considering to. how much money they have put into that show... And they have writing on it. They got. I. I'm not surprised they're gonna try. Yeah, they have to. I mean, he was both of those voices. I know, but like, I think. I think they flat out said they are. But I mean, that's the only way they can keep the show going. Could they just get an AI or something at that point? Like, I don't know. Why would I don't know what you'd be doing there? I bet you know. Hey, it worked for Ren and Stimpy, right? Well, like, sort of. Uh, sort of bring just bring Billy West out of retirement. Yeah, I know. I know. But like. All right. I, th- I, th- I think it'll be. F- I think they can probably recast those voices fine. I didn't. I have. Z- I have zero like familiarity with Rick and Morty. I guess he was has not even been involved creatively beyond doing voices for years. I, he's not like the lead writer on that show or anything. They have a writing team for right. that thing, and him right. and Dan Harmon were the co-creators and showrunners. Um, the th- yeah, the thing I've seen everybody people saying is that Harmon has been the one running all of that stuff for years now. So it's really just a matter of recasting voices and moving on. It is, but I mean, and look, and this is not me saying that, like, they shouldn't have done this. They absolutely should have done this. But, like, those characters and the weird ad-libbing that Royland did was kind of paramount to that humor and, like, what that show was going for. So I think that even if you recast actors that sound relatively like the main characters, I think that show is irreparably changed, no matter what. I would... If that's what we're talking about, I would agree with that. Like if we're talking yeah. about trying to re- recreate the same thing with different a different person, like that's, I mean, he was basically doing a di- a banter between himself. You know, yeah. it's like a weird thing on its face. I think in the end, what you were talking about here is the slow bleed out of this series, and not them just sinking the knife all the way in because they have too much money wrapped up in it not dying yet. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like maybe maybe he gets acquitted and something weird happens. It's a weird world we live in, and yeah, it's not like people who have gotten canceled have not just come back. Yeah. Louis C.K. won a Grammy like <laughs> within the last couple of years. So really? yes, um, yeah, I don't. Louis C.K. didn't have felony charges against him though, right? No. Yeah, yeah, but he was jerking off in front of people when they didn't want him to. <sighs> yep. So <laughs> do with that info what you will. Nah, yeah, I, I, guess I, I don't know if I want to do too much with it. But just yeah. again, though, like, I, I don't know, man, it just kind of blows my mind. The people going like, oh, like, they should wait until he's, the trial concludes before doing things like this. It's like the association with an ongoing felony trial I mean, you is, can, already, you, is already enough grounds to sever this relationship. I mean, if you want to, like, hey, we're not airing or doing any more work and the show's not going to go on, like, that is an avenue. Yeah, hey, we're going to wait to see what happens and we're going to cancel the show, but they're not going to do that. Not a chance in hell. Right, they're not going to stop the show until everything gets sorted out. They're going to keep moving on, and the only way for them to move on is to put distance, right? So 
Whether they should or not, they will not. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> this last bit here, uh, uh, coming back around to the Xbox stuff. A greener, more beautiful, less uh, carbon. Can I download my stuff only on solar power on the Xbox? Yes. Yes. Okay, They're trying to take your Xbox. Oh, they are. Oh, no. No, I no. They're just trying to turn it off. I don't. I don't even want to talk about this story in the context of the complete dipshit right wing culture war bullshit about it. I yeah. actually think these features are rad <laughs> to talk about the features. It was funny. Let's talk I, about the features. When I saw you put the story in, I, I hadn't known much about it, and then I my initial gut reaction was like, "Is this another one of those bullshit? We plant a tree for every Xbox you, we sell, but it's it's not that, uh, which is kind of refreshing." No, I I'm interested in this because as I've said before, like the the ongoing like PCification of the customization on the Xbox is awesome to me. Like, let people use the thing the way they want to, and give them a bunch of extra options. To, you can dim or turn off the power light on the Xbox now. You can set time for that to happen. Like you literally define the hours of night mode and customize how the lights on the controller and the console work and stuff. Like that's cool as hell. Yeah. To to be able to do things like that. This is more of that. Yeah, it's like their PR messaging of the first carbon aware console is maybe uh, a little Oh, uh, there's there's the specific grounds to support that. Like that's so that's the this is something I was not even really familiar with, but like well, okay, there's like three things going on here. Okay. Run it down. Um I I, I didn't realize this was the case, but I guess the way it has worked previously is that if you leave the Xbox in sleep It'll just pick like a random time overnight to check for updates and stuff. Um, and now you can set. They basically are putting active hours in here the way that Windows has, where you can tell like Windows, like, hey, between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. are my active hours. Don't try to update this damn thing because I'm doing work on it. This is kind of like that, where you it'll accept. This is the part I didn't realize was possible. When your console is plugged in, connected to the internet, and regional carbon intensity data is available. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, those are the preconditions where it will then schedule its updates around the time that like demand on the grid is the lowest in your area, Mm -hmm. meaning that more of the energy being supplied at the time is probably coming from renewables rather than fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. Like the idea that it can tie into some, some like real time, (laughs) you you know, you know what a usage pattern geolocated to your Xbox is like kind of awesome. I think that's, I think that's a very smart move from a from a cool just from a cool systems integration perspective like it's cool that that kind of power data is out there and can be used for something like this like you you know you could also set these active hours around i don't know if are you guys did you have you guys gotten moved to time of use plans they sure did do that uh, at pg and e here i haven't gotten anything as far as that is concerned but uh i wouldn't be surprised if we got something along those lines in the near future they they, they let you opt out of it on pg and e here but by default unless you opted out they moved everybody to a thing where power costs different amounts at different times of day mm-hmm. so like 4 to 9 p.m is the most expensive time to use electricity here now so you can like schedule update hours around stuff like that if you want as well um it's neat it's like a cool thing I think these are, these are really good things. I mean, it is to me mentally just a little bit offset by the fact that every one of these consoles are just like giant power hogs, no matter what, just by design of the you know what they are. These consoles are being tasked to do, but adding these kinds of features, bare minimum, I think, is the right move. It at least gives you 
some flexibility in terms of what your power usage is. I think talking about things like it's a carbon aware is a messaging that does kind of just make my eyes roll back in my head, not because of what it signifies, but it's just it feels like a it it has all the the sanded off edges of like very corporate messaging of look at how carbon aware our console is. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Or carbon neutral or carbon yeah. offsets and it's just been, yeah. it's just been overdone and yeah. and, and proven to the be The features are welcome. It's yeah. the messaging that yeah. sometimes just gets to me a little bit. Yeah, uh, they so, so another another thing they're doing is they like last year, I think it was last year sometime, if not the year before, they made it so that you can, you know, you can put the thing to sleep or you can put it to off essentially and they made it so that even in the off mode, that's like 20x less power usage than the sleep mode. It'll still wake itself up and do updates. Um, but that was all opt-in. So they're actually now with this update forcing, they're doing a one-time move of every Xbox that gets updated to the the, the super low power mode. And so you're going to have to, if you want your thing to be in sleep, which uses like, I think it uses like 15 watts in sleep or something, which is not nothing. Um, you have to go back in and turn that on now. Hmm. So, like, sure, argue that they are, argue, argue that they're taking away your sleep from you and making you go <laughs> mm-hmm. spend five seconds turning it back on if you want, Ted Cruz. Uh, I, I didn't even know that was a thing until you said it. That's like, ah, fuck that shit. Like, that's just, um, you're right. That is just culture yeah. wars nonsense that yeah, I, nobody should be listening to yeah yeah it's stupid i again i didn't i shouldn't even be paying lip service to that bullshit but like it you know it's pretty meaningful it's like half a watt in in the super standby mode versus like 15 in sleep yeah uh, but they are but they're moving every xbox console to the low power mode and are going to make people go i have never had my xbox in sleep mode that is the one i always just turn off because the you know the whatever the 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 thing that lets you save your your game space or whatever like that yeah. always just seems to work fine even when I turn it all the way off so there's not much reason for in right. my mind to keep it in sleep mode right because it's a like a save state versus like a suspend yeah. like the one the one thing that gets to me with the like I stopped using sleep too when they roll that stuff out like you can't you can't start a very large download and then turn it off into sleep and let it keep going it'll just turn itself off like right. you have to go. You have to go enable sleep mode again, but then like I've done that to let a download finish and then forgotten about it for a week until I turned it back on and was like, oh, I guess it's been asleep this whole time. But with this active hour stuff, you could even set it up so it'll like turn itself off at it's neat. 1 1 a.m. or whatever. It's it feels like a good use of an always connected console. Like if it's going to pull that data and it's going to smartly smartly manage itself, intelligently manage its 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 uh, power usage. To save, in the end, to save both the environment and you money. So it's yeah, like, like, you know. That's, that's that's why I did it, because yeah. I've become very conscious of all the electricity use around here. Mm-hmm. Working at working at home makes you really pie, eyeball your power bill. Yeah, so like. And, and think like, hmm, maybe I should be saving more here, because there's no, there's no large corporation paying for my work power usage anymore. And on its face, it's like, um, you know, maybe not a big deal, but if you were to if you were to amplify or multiply that by all the devices in your house to, if they could cumulative do this, it could make a difference. You know, there's, yeah. I've got tons of computers here that, you know, are in various states of sleep turned off or, um, you know, background, even my TV, you know, it's like the whole, everything wants to be in a low power state or do be mm-hmm. doing something. Yeah. Oh, all right, Sony now do it so that this works, but also just fix it. So it actually updates games in the background. <laughs> when it's supposed to be off or sleeping because too many times I will turn on my PlayStation 5 and I'll be like, dude, 
What happened? I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. It, it seems like it might have gotten a little better. Definitely at launch of the PS5, I was just like, what is the update cadence of this thing? When is it actually checking for patches when it's asleep? Because every time I turn it on, it finds patches and starts downloading them. It's like, shouldn't you be checking for this? I don't know. A little more know. often? Yes, please. Uh, I have one little bit of news update here. Okay, news update. That developer direct has started, and in the very first splash screen, they're like, Tango Gameworks is on here with a redacted thing, so uh-huh. I think that is happening. All right. Okay. Okay. Breaking news. They're on Mojang right now, so it'll probably be a while before we get to uh, them, but th- right. th- that game well, is at least being announced, it seems like. Okay, well, yeah, by the, by the time you hear this, that'll be out there, so. Shout out Let to, what was that user's name? Um, I, I, don't, I didn't have a source for that one. Okay, all right. Uh, oh, wait, I may have actually found it. No, I don't. I'm sorry. Okay. It was a bad uh, bathrobe Spartan was the leaker of for the Halo right, okay. stuff, if that's what you're asking about. Well, let's just shout out to them anyway, too. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, all right. That's going to wrap up the news. And let me just mention, though, I think we're not going to do emails today, but let me just mention the email address here. Podcast at nextlander.com. Podcast at nextlander.com. So we did get that email up at the top, so... Uh, we have a we have a we did get email. one in yes I've got to run out uh, pretty quickly here after the podcast so we will save emails for another time podcast at nextlander dot com that's going to wrap it up for this week's show the games are coming the games are coming they're coming fast gotta, Dude, I can't wait I can't wait games to play are Dead coming Space. can't wait to play Dead Space Dead Space this Friday we got uh, the Hitman Freelancer mode this Friday. Uh, we're going to check some of that out on our uh, grab bag going on on Friday. We were going to check out for spoken, but we might, maybe we'll do a last minute substitution here. Just play more Hitman or something. We'll see how it wraps up on the, uh, or wraps in. We'll, we'll see what the appetite is for yeah. more for spoken. Uh, come on, fr- come Friday. That's our grab bag. That'll be at 1 PM Eastern on Friday. And then also we are having a patron's choice stream on Thursday. The poll is up. Do we have live, uh, live polling going? Can we check in? Um, see what is going on. Marauders, pretty strong lead. Okay, we still plenty of time left, but it could be a Marauders. I really thought that VHS stuff would run away with it. But you know what? Here's the thing: we can just put that on for another month. That's an any time. That's an any time. That's any time. That's the fun thing about uh, those those polls is we're all winners, dude. Yeah. Wait, not, Y2K is coming. I need Leonard Nimoy to tell me now what to do to get ready. Throw your computer in a river. I will show you that video sometime down the road. I promise. Uh, you can go vote if you're listening to this. You can go vote. That poll is still up. If you're listening to this on Thursday, that poll is not up anymore. <laughs> that yeah. poll is done. Uh, and on Monday, we did what? What did we do on Monday? Subnautica. Subnautica. That's right. Below zero. We are subnautica-ing below zero. Below zero is how much memory we all have left collectively <laughs> for was, what we did this week. Uh, we got the Ramble cast. We have um, the Watch cast. We just recorded our final uh, uh, season episodes for Star Trek, the original series. Those will go on the Patreon feed starting next week. So if you want to hear it, it was almost a two-hour one, right? Uh, it was a two-hour one. Yeah, uh, of our wrap-up of Star Trek, the original series, you can go check that out over on the Patreon. And if you didn't know, the Patreon is where you can go to support us. That is patreon.com 
slash nextlander. You can find a bunch of stuff there, like we just said, the Ramblecast, the Never Been a Better Podcast, all the goodies there. You can go vote on that poll that is up now. Find a tier that's right for you over on patreon.com slash nextlander. There is one tier, though. That gets their names right on this here show. That's the Mysterious Benefactor tier. Alex Navarro, would you do Mm -hmm. the honors of reading the names of our Mysterious Benefactors for this week? For you. Thank you. For you, I will do this. Thank you. Our Mysterious Benefactors for this week are RRE, John Richardson, Vornak, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lussier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Brad's mid-size voo-doo-doo-doo. I might have added an extra do. Evan Cook. Mark Wilhelm. JM. Jerry Lee. Gary Pejski. Robert Fisher. John McInnes. Hashtag bunny, where do I put income from crimes on my 1099? Peter Reardon. Thomas Lynn. Jad Rita. Statics. Andrew Jackson. Razgriz2. Brian Murphy. Trevor and Adrian R. Kevin Velado. Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. Those are the mysterious benefactors for this week, and a big thank you to all of them. And a big thank you to all of our patron supporters, everyone who's watched us over on Twitch and on YouTube, supports us, listen to this here podcast. Tells their friends about us, gets out there, spreads the good word of Next Lander. We appreciate it. Couldn't be here without you. It's the truth. I'm not getting it, it tattooed, but it is the truth. True. It is true. It is true. Um, again, one more time here. If you're uh, if you're a part of a layoff or around the layoffs, um, best of luck to you out there. I know those those words don't probably don't mean too much, but hey, thoughts go out to you. It's a uh, it's tough times. Seems like yeah. it's tough times out there. Not great. Not great. Uh, that's going to do it for this show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for spending your time with us, no matter what you're doing. Making the choice to spend it here with Nextlander. We appreciate it. Thank you, Alex Navarro. Thank you. That's the pause. The pause beads. The mm-hmm. pause beads respond. That's a, thank you, Brad Shoemaker. It's always the question, is he going to pause uh-huh. for me to respond or should I just not say anything so he can keep his cadence and it's, send the show off cleanly? This is it. This is how usually, just got to keep everybody I, on their toes. I usually lean toward the latter, but thank you. Uh, Sorry, I was looking at Forza cars. That's why I paused. Oh, you're in the you're watching you're in your your car world. I wanted to see what the cars looked like, and guess what? They look like cars. They're shiny. I bet they're shiny. Breaking news. Uh huh. Oh, more breaking news. The cars are shiny. They got cars. <laughs> Wait, they're putting cars in this one? Yeah. Wow. Lightning uh, McQueen, baby, he's in there. Wait. Uh, no, no, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm literally no, I'm not no, fucking, we're I'm fucking with you. Yeah. Dude, they did Lego. They already did Lego. I would yeah. believe anything at this point. I would have believed it too. It took me a second to ask, and then I said, he's probably joking. Uh, that's going to do it. We'll be back next week with uh, probably, I'm going to assume, some opinions on Dead Space. So you want to check that out next week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. <laughs>